All right, guys. Welcome back to Up in the Air. I am Jake. I am Nick. We're back at it again, Nick. Here we go. Episode three, season two. Yeah. Regularly scheduled programming. This is when we get past the weird, awkward pilots, and we get into like the bulk of our story. The meat and potatoes. The, yeah, the good part of this. The good part of the series. Right. Well, it's pretty much. The, it's been the same since the first week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking sitcoms. Oh, oh, yeah. we're talking sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Eventually, we're going to need someone to be like, you know, the guy that comes in. It's yeah. like, uh, say you're like the daughter. Yeah. And you... What? Okay, hold on. <laughs> just, just roll with it for a second. Say okay, you're the okay. daughter. You're like, Dad, my date to the prom is here. And then it's like a, a huge star from another sitcom. Oh, yeah. Walks in with a... It'll like, be Bill Simmons. And, a hat and like a laugh track and everything. Yeah. A Bill, Bill Simmons dating a high schooler? No, no, dating me. Oh, well, isn't he dating someone like way younger than him now? I don't know. Probably Long he's rich story. and famous. But that's like what well, that's what's Troy next. Aikman is. Troy Aikman is dating a oh yeah a younger oh yeah like high schooler no not high schooler not like legally younger just just significantly younger <laughs> legally younger <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> that sounds great yeah it's like almost Cosby esque oh my god it's okay. Starting off with bangers. <laughs> I'd say so. Literally. Oh my god. Alright, well. Welcome. Welcome. This is a sports podcast. Yes, and uh, Jake and I talk about sports on the daily. We do. But to you guys, on the weekly. And we don't have a lot to talk about today. We're trying not to get, um, you know, into a plateau, I would say. Yeah. Regarding, like, the NHL and the NBA Finals. Those are still happening. Yep. They're still going on. They just have been pretty uneventful. South Florida... Trash. Has been not doing well. They're actually the masters of like they're kind of they're they're kind of taking over everything from Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. For they're right just like now. getting to the finals and just. You're right. Right. Even though Philadelphia has a basketball and a and a hockey team. Yeah. Well, their hockey team's trash. But, Facts. But they've taken over. They did what the Philadelphia did with, with soccer and with then they did soccer, it with, football, yeah. baseball, yep, all that. Yeah. Now the other sports is South Florida, the Final Four, this. Right. Oh yeah, Miami. Right. And Florida Atlantic. And Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So, South Florida has been underperforming in the finals. Could you say they overperformed throughout the playoffs, Jake? Or do you think they still... Well, if we ask Rod Brindamore... Okay. <laughs> I don't... It wasn't really a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they overperformed clearly. No, I mean, it. the thing is, the Knights have been consistently dominant throughout the playoffs. It's not like... The, they, the Panthers just the the Knights are a better team than the Panthers, and this is the first team the Panthers have played that is actually playing up to how good they can be. Right. Not that the Pan I, I mean I guess the Panthers did overperform. They were an eight seed. They were the last seed in the Eastern Conference. Both Florida teams are eight the Heat seeds. were too. Yeah, and they both made it to the finals, which was like the biggest thing. Yeah. From these playoff, both these playoffs. But but it's also like look at what they had to go through to get there. You know. Yeah, it is overperforming based on what a, a typical team of that. Stature going into the playoffs does, uh-huh. but at the same time, the Panthers won the Presidents Trophy what last year? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, within within the last couple seasons, they he were the one seed in the East. Right. Both of these teams have had budding playoff teams yeah. that have either been in the finals or really like very close to and it. The Panthers had a better goalie this year than they did in the last couple years, right? And they have an actual legitimate offensive star, mm-hmm. which is something they didn't have before. So Facts. it's it's not. I guess it, it's surprising, but it's not. It's just hockey's one of those teams where if you lose like that line yeah. or a person from a line, it or just kind of ruins the whole vibe and mojo of what you got going for yep. you. You know, because they had some key losses. I'm not 
sure exactly who. Shout out Urinating Tree on YouTube. He oh. goes over this all the time. Just with all. Is that a channel made by R. Kelly? No. Oh, okay. No. No. He's a he's a huge Pittsburgh sports fan. Oh, okay. And uh, he just every year he makes like the haters guide to the blah blah blah. blah oh, blah, perfect! Blah. I lo- I need haters guide. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Urinating Tree on on YouTube. Okay. He makes. Do I, do I need to be eighteen to? You don't need to worry about that anymore. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have you don't have to worry about That's that true. anymore. No, nope. um, but no, he has. I still want a virus. He has great content, and he pretty much explains it every single year in all of his haters guides to the NHL playoffs. Where okay, it's like good. I like haters guides. All of these teams, you know, they make it very far or win it all, and then all, here come all these players that, and especially in hockey, yeah. where it's like, oh, they want to get paid, so they go somewhere and start building a team around them. Yep. If you get too old, then it starts to become, you know, a couple question marks get in there. But Hockey's weird, too, because it's quote-unquote get paid, but, like, the difference between a mid-tier guy and the top-tier guy is, like, five, six million. Right. Like, you don't get paid more than, like, $12 million a year. Hockey teams are also able to retool yeah. a lot quicker than... Most of the other leagues, I would say, because the the amount of talent, sure, it has its own like minor leagues, you could yeah. say, with the AHL and all that. But in the National Hockey League, to be there, you have to be insanely talented. More so than I would say for most of the other sports. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because the team sizes are still small. Yeah. The... The NHL doesn't have that much compared. It's the fourth of the big four, right? So revenue, not quite as high. Viewership, really not as high. So if you're making it to the NHL, you're going to have to be noticed. You're going to have to be scouted. You're going to have to be trained. It's also, I mean, yeah, you get trained. In in the U.S., if you're going to go play professionally, you you leave your high school when you're 15. Uh Uh-huh. It's very similar to soccer. You go to a prep school somewhere, yep. or you go play overseas. Juniors, or, yeah. Yep, yep, in a, in a junior league somewhere and get scouted and noticed and then drafted. And then if you're lucky, you might get... It's very similar to soccer right. internationally. Right. That's why people like Connor Bedard are such a like a, an exclamation point. Oh, by the way, shout out to the Blackhawks. I don't know if we talked about that or not. I don't I don't think we did either because yeah, it was like during our weird like, yeah. hiatus there. Um, yeah, shout out another Chicago sports team for... Uh, for getting that pick. Connor Bedard, if you don't know, probably going to be number one overall pick this year in the NHL draft. If he's not, the Blackhawks are doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, prospects like this don't come around too often. And Every especially so. especially in hockey, they leave such a lasting impact on a team. We the say last, that, but... No, it's true. Because yeah. the last people that you could compare to a prospect like this, Connor yeah. McDavid. Sidney Crosby. Um, Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews. Nathan McKinnon. That's really it. That's really it. And look at those teams. They're consistently either... That's what I mean. It's like It seems like it, they don't come around that often, but in the last decade or so, it's been happening frequently where these top these top picks are crazy talented. Right. Right. Because that's all I'm saying is mm-hmm. it, compared to years... I mean, from like after Crosby until, I don't know, McDavid-ish, that 10-year span, there really wasn't as much. But since then, it seems to have been... Right. And... Going off of what I was saying earlier about how easier it is for hockey teams to retool, yeah. there's a lot of moving parts, obviously, in all professional sports, and in hockey, that's no different, but the only sport that I could say has any sort of similar retooling is yep. basketball, and yep. even then, you have to get lucky. We're going to talk about it towards the end of the show today, but the 2019 draft class for the NBA 
has not proven itself to be one of the all-time greats that we thought it was going to be when these guys were getting drafted. Well, they're all-time great for different things, just not basketball. But not playing basketball or being a professional. Um, But like I said, we'll talk about that later. But in hockey, it's so important for you to draft right, Mm -hmm. obviously. But it's easier to get... I mean, you could sign any sort of like... Any sort of like highway, like uh, journeyman, you yeah. know, say say you need a, like a, a journeyman center and he's available and you sign him, you could retool a line around him. Oh, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. A 36-year-old in hockey is much more valuable than most 36-year-olds in any other sport professionally. Maybe, maybe like a relief baseball. pitcher in baseball right. yep. or something like that or a DH or something, but... But even then, it's only specific positions in baseball. Usually, by the time you're in a hitter in baseball, and not that these, but I mean, like for example, I mean Joe Thornton was productive until is he still playing? He might yeah, still be playing. No, I think he finally called the. Quits. But I mean, he, but was he was thirty six, productive, yeah, and right. not everyone is like that. He was thirty six. He was he was in his late thirties when San Jose was in the finals. Yeah, and he was standing the cup. A final. big part of it, and yes, that, and that happens all the time mm-hmm. in hockey. And I get what you're saying, and it's just a matter of fit. And there's certain guys that just fit. Wherever they go, coaches have such an importance in hockey compared to other sports. Yeah. Football, obviously, coach matters. Basketball, they all yeah. matter. But with hockey, your coach is really the focal point of what your identity is as right. a team. And if you have a so-so coach with a great team, you might not be doing so well, you know. But take a look at basketball. Look at look at what the Denver Nuggets are doing with their identity surrounding their coach. And their team, and what they're Michael doing. Michael Malone. Right. Look at what Mike Malone is doing with Jokic and Murray and KCP and all these Aaron dogs. Gordon. So, we talk about the finals. Right. So yeah, I just went on that little hockey team. No, there. no, it's but, it's good, Nick. We, um, you know, we we aren't hockey. Well, I like to think I'm a puck boy sometimes, but really not too big of a puck boy. Puck boys. No. Um, but yeah, the finals, real the, quick. Um, so, the coolest thing since we, I, I don't remember where we were at last time we talked, I think it was 1 nothing. 1 1. Was it one one? One, 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 one or two one? I think it definitely no. wasn't two one. Was it not? No, they definitely only they definitely played two games in last week. Oh, it was one one then. I think. Okay, yeah. Either way, I mean, yeah, it was one one because we talked about the Jamal yeah, Murray the heat shot. Yeah, up the series. Yeah. yeah. Since then, game three, uh, the Nuggets did something that no one, no other team has ever done. They had two players with a triple double in the same game. Right. I believe Jamal Murray also had a thirty point triple double. In a different game, though. No, same game as Jokic. Same game. Oh. game. Jokic had 30, 20, and 10. So this is this is just a fun stat about that. Uh, there's been five 30, 20, 10 games in playoff history. Would you like to guess how many of them Jokic has? Three. Yep. Yeah. That one for Wilt, one for Kareem. So it's it's solid company. That is he's also the only person fantastic ever Fantastic company. Yeah. He's also, yeah, it's literally the most elite company a center could ever have. Yep. Not that Shaq isn't great, but like in terms of stat padding, those are the two. <laughs> like, right. like in terms of doing in, everything, regards to scoring the, the basketball, yeah, sure, one hundred percent. So I mean, that's incredible. In Shaq itself. might have the rings. He, and he's only defense. in. I mean, he's only what twenty seven. Yeah, like he's just. He seems to keep getting better and better. What's funny is that like he can't even. Jump, Jokic, really. Jokic is twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Yep. Twenty eight. So that's crazy. He's just hitting his prime. Yep. Um, what he, I've liked about the Nuggets, specific, and we're going to talk about this as if they're going to finish. Do we, do you have something to say about it? Well, no. It's just like the Nuggets are all coming into their prime right now. Yeah, so that's 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 the point I was just oh, about okay. to make, basically, okay. is that okay. this is something that they've let develop slowly over time. Mm-hmm. 
you know, their court, they, they saw, by the way, they got Nurkic and Jokic in the same draft. People don't talk about that enough. They drafted Yusuf Nurkic the same year. Really? And let him walk because wow. they had Jokic. Because they found They Jokic. took him with the first round pick, and then they got Jokic in the second round. Shout out Taco Bell. Yeah, shout out to the big quesarito. Um, <laughs> so, they had a point in time where, and then they took Murray with the seventh overall pick, and they took a gamble on Porter. Right. Uh, they traded for Aaron Gordon, but it's like over these last few years, they've kind of, we saw it come up in the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, but we've seen them slowly build with the same team and just kind of tinker with the little pieces around them, but they didn't mess with their cord. They didn't, they just let, the, they didn't let Mike Malone walk. They didn't do this or do that. Everything just has kind of, they kind of out. trusted their own plan yeah. and everything's starting to come into fruition. It's Which different. is what you see with the great teams. Right. And a lot of the teams that are trying to get there are doing like, I mean, look at our team, Jake, look at the 76ers. You know, they, they had their process. They had, Oh, I have another fun step, but continue. They had their process. They had their plan. And then yep. all of a sudden here, they bring in Jimmy Butler and the, then they start letting other people walk. Well, so and then they happened? let Jimmy walk and go ahead. They, well, they changed GMs in that time, too. Yes. They changed who was running the team, not once, but twice in the last seven or eight years due to unforeseen circumstances. But that that fucks with that. Colangelo had a, or Sam Hinkie had a plan, was seeing it out. Then Colangelo sort of saw it, but still fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And not that Daryl Morey hasn't done a solid job, but it's just not, it's not the same vision. It's not the same team. It's a different point in time. The whole Ben Simmons thing. Don't even get me started. Trying but, to trying to find the mini um, Rockets. Trying to emulate that success. And even though they never got anywhere, no. they never they never did it all. No, but they. I mean, they were very competitive. They were very, very competitive. Similar, yeah. But you could you could clearly see how the building blocks were starting to fall. They weren't set up like puzzle pieces. You know, it's like you take a puzzle versus Jenga. I, I think part of it is just. Jokic. Right. Like, above all else. And Jamal Murray is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Jokic. But there was a crazy stat in Game 4 um, where Murray had 12 assists, but they were like... When he was double teamed, they shot like 11 for 12 after he gave the ball up. Like, they were unbelievable. Right. And he found the wide-open guy, Aaron Gordon and KCP, combined for like 48 points and only missed... They were like 11 of 12 and wide-open jump shots. Like, they were... They were so, so good. Aaron Gordon led them in scoring. But Efficiency. Right. Jokic fits in any system. Yeah. Right? I mean, he... It's easy. I, it's hard to dispute that he's not the best player on the planet at this point in time. Right. Joel Embiid still should have got that MVP. Yeah, it's not that he doesn't deserve the MVP. That's two different... Unfortunately, the MVP isn't who's the best player in the world at this point in time. People are going to yeah. look at the MVP and always say... Well, you got to take the playoffs into account, no. even though it's a regular season accolade. That's why they have Finals MVPs. That's why they have Finals MVPs, and if that's going to MVPs, be, yeah. if that's going to be anyone, if it's not Aaron Gordon for his defense and his scoring efficiency yeah. this year, then it's going to be Jokic. Oh, it's it, it, there's not a doubt in my mind. On it's, the date of recording, they're probably going to start playing here at about the eight thirty tonight, so about an hour from an hour now, from when right we're recording. Now, this. When we're recording. Um, um, so, from what it's sounding like, Jake, you and I both believe the series is going to be done by yeah. the time we upload this episode. Oh, 100%. Um, quick Jokic and Bede stat. Go ahead. Okay. Move on. So, who of centers in NBA playoff history mm-hmm. with a minimum of 100 attempts on three-point shots, who has the best percentage of all time? Jokic? Yeah. Really? Would you like to guess who has the worst? Who? Joel Embiid. 
Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Worst three-point percentage in the playoffs? Is that what you uh, Worst, worst three-point percentage for centers in playoff history. Wow. But that's a minimum of 100%. So it's guys that, it's people that actually shoot. It's actually not like shoot. DeAndre Jordan took one in 2014 and made one. He's at 100%. He's at 100%. Yeah, it's, it's an out of actual, 100 attempts. Yes, 100 attempts yeah. over their career. Right. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Yeah, so if that doesn't isn't a testament to... Did you see that one that he made in like game one where was, he just kind of like overhood it? Yeah. Like overhanded it? Yeah. Yeah. This is look. I love Joel Embiid more than like an average person should probably. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very biased towards him. Right. But when you watch the two of them play, there's a very distinct difference. Two different play styles, I think, but also one that just kind of fits more molds, which is Jokic. Well, it's all so. This is gonna sound weird, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Jokic looks very uncoordinated, but is extremely coordinated. And Embiid looks very coordinated and is extremely uncoordinated. Makes sense. Does the, do you understand? Like, uh-huh. when you watch Embiid play, he makes the move, it's like, that's crazy, but then every other possession, he fucking falls down or just doesn't Falls know how to down, dribble. tries to get the foul, yeah. or just doesn't know how to dribble and loses the Yeah, ball. he spent too much time with James Harden, is my take. Yeah. It's like everything's... I mean, he shoots more foul shots than anybody, so it works. It's just... That's how the Sixers <sighs> won a lot God, of I games. Wish I, I just wish I had Jokic. Like, right. It's just fun to watch. Also, Jamal Murray had 12 assists in Game 4 with zero turnovers. Yes. Which is just... Which is just efficient. Yeah. And I think we'll leave it at that for now because we'll have more to talk about next week when both of these series are over. Um, We'll talk about the finishing touches for both the Stanley Cup Final and the NBA Finals. What's cool, Nick, is that this is going to be the first championship we're presuming for the Nuggets. And then... Even if it's not the Knights and the Panthers come back, like it's it's a new champion. It's a, and I like seeing that it's new champions in both leagues. Yep. which I'm right. We've been talking about it for months. Yep. Before we move on to the NFL, um, we've been talking about it for months. Parity and how it ebbs and flows, especially yep. during this year. Like it seemed like the West was going to be stupid, stupid like. Which kind of was. It kind of was, yeah. but we also kind of assumed it wouldn't be as exciting as it was. But it turns yeah. like from my point of view, my opinion, the West was way more fun to watch in the playoffs this year 100%. than the East. And no effects to the, even though the East, heat, but... Right. The West was super top-loaded, mm-hmm. and even the Lakers proved that they could, you know, make some entertaining basketball. Yeah, I mean, that, the Lakers-Warriors was a good series. Exactly. Would it have been cool to see Lakers-Kings, too? Sure. I also think that Lakers-Nuggets uh, might have been one of the most entertaining sweeps I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. It was one of the most watched sweeps, too. Well, yeah. Um, LeBron's King State King. LeBron does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to move on now to um, some quick NFL stuff. So on to the NFL, Jake. Um, not much news. It's kind of the slow yeah. part of the season, obviously, for the NFL being the offseason. Um, they did just finish up OTAs, though, and they're starting up mandatory training camp here. Did you see? Um, like now. There's a team. Oh, the Commanders. They just, they're sending everybody home. Why? They're not doing OTAs. They're trying to like. They're like they were like yeah like, no like Rivera and the enemy and Jack Del Rio they all got together and Rivera's like we I thought we just had a really good session let's keep them healthy and send them home so they're done until this usually lasts like about a month or so I think I yeah. think training camp usually opens like mid July yeah so they're yeah. just like giving the guys like a five weeks off so they so they had the voluntary OTAs. But they had a really good session, and so they're canceling the mandatory. That's my understanding. Yeah, I saw a tweet from until training camp in late July. Yes, July. they're essentially done till training camp. There's a tweet. I think it was quote tweeted by like, I don't know if it was Rap Sheet or Ari Mirov or whatever the fuck his name is. Okay. But one of them, I followed them on Twitter, and they quote tweeted. It was like they're essentially done till training camp. Interesting. Yeah. 
All right. Um, someone who else might not be done until training camp is DeAndre Hopkins, who we talked about a little bit last week after being released from the Arizona Cardinals unexpectedly after they couldn't find a trade partner. Um, he visited the Tennessee Titans today for like an hours-long visit. Hanging out with yeah, players. He was, in, he was in a limo with a TV that said, Welcome DeAndre Hopkins. And he put yeah. out his Instagram story playing yeah. Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Um, Chris Stapleton was in Syracuse last night. Yeah, he was. So he, I, some lady I work with closely was supposed to go. It was supposed to be Thursday and they canceled it. Right. And then she was like, Well, what? The, she was not happy about it. Or Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Or one of them. And uh, then she just texted us last night and was like, by the way, Chris Stapleton's tonight. And I was like, okay, cool, have fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad they worked that out. Yeah. A lot of my friends went. Yeah. I was kind of jealous. I didn't actually have any idea that it was happening. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Stapleton. He's really good. It's, I, His voice is so buttery. This is, is going to get really, we're going to go off track for just a second, but I, I recognize how talented he is. I can't listen to that type of music. Like, can't listen to Sam Smith. Know how good he is at singing. Can't listen to it. Adele. Talented singer, can't listen to it. Just not my Johnny Cash. And talented, you, you can't listen, listen to it. To Russ, mm-hmm. not that type of Russ though. Man, Jake, it's not the contents of it. I'm not it's judging. The, it's the slow. I'm not judging. You are. It's okay. No, I'm judging you very hard. But no. they don't need to judge you. That's fair. I'm allowed to judge you. But I guess we're also putting our voices in the public domain. So like, you know, people can judge you. Freedom too. of judgment. Freedom of First choice. Amendment. Freedom of speech. Right. Well, anyway, poor music tastes aside. <laughs> um, yeah, he had an hours-long D-hop, was with the Titans for hours today, meeting with players and coaches, um, and he's eventually on his way to Foxborough, Massachusetts, for the Patriots visit. Did you hear what Bill Belichick said? I did not. They, uh, they asked him at a press conference today when DeAndre Hopkins would be there, and he was just like, I don't know, I'm not a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> in like most Belichick form ever wearing a hoodie like, coach coach when's he gonna be here I, I don't know I'm was he a wearing a hoodie I, I didn't see it I just saw the I saw like a tweet about it I wouldn't be surprised if he was yeah. wearing a hoodie like With a no cut off hoodie right yep cut off cut off hoodie I'm not a I'm not a travel agent yeah <laughs> yeah that's great um, that is the storyline to keep an eye on though the Patriots visit because obviously Patriots new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien um, was the one that Essentially traded away. Yeah, no, not essentially. He was a general manager. Right. Yeah. He was coach, general manager of the Texans when they traded away both DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt, who is getting in- inducted into the Houston Ring of Honor this year. By the Makes way. sense. Um, he had a kind of awkward, corny like Houston. I'm coming home. Oh man! And I'm like, as soon as he started getting into business, he's all of those getting are kind so of, cringy. He's got he's JJ Watt is becoming somewhat cringe. No, he he started off cringe. Don't you remember the whole like, uh, what's that song? Five percent luck, fifteen percent skill. Oh yeah, he had like yeah. a whole thing with that. Yeah, four minor. <laughs> remember the name? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as soon as he become a he became a team owner for a uh, soccer team, soccer team in the UK. And that then, was getting promoted. Um, he's just hanging out in his Arizona home with his hot-ass wife and his newborn kid. Because his hot-ass wife played professional soccer. Right. And so. then um, he... Uh, he There was a... The Houston Texans... I'm stuttering a lot today. I don't know why. That's um, okay. The Houston Texans released a, uh, a video. promo video narrated by Jim Nance, of all people. Well, he went to school in Houston. Right. Yeah. But... 
Anyway, it was like, we've been through a lot together. It's just all the, so many massages. <laughs> it's like all the, you know that, uh, the video where he got blood, all yeah. the, like a gash we've in his nose. We've been through so much. We've been through hard times. And I was just, not there. It just cuts to JJ. And he's like, Houston, I'm coming home. Did they start playing that song by P. Diddy? No. But then all of a sudden, like they cut. I don't know if they tried to hide the release date. It's like he's getting inducted in October, either October 1st or November 1st, one of the days. But they had this like two and a half minute long video and then they saved the release, like the the ceremony date until like a quarter of a second at the end of the video and then it ends. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'm like, shout out Twitter. Shout out you Texans. And shout out to Miko Ryans, too. Shout out to Miko Ryans. Is it uh, October 1st against the Steelers? Yep. That makes so much sense. Yep. TJ and Derek <laughs> will be there. TJ and Derek will be there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But why hide that? Why why, tr- why continue to hide that if you make this cringy video with J.J. Watt? <laughs> what they should have done is November 19th when they were hosting the Cardinals. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's enough for J.J. Watt for now. What if he just called them and was like, guys... I know this is gonna happen, but it needs to happen when Pittsburgh's playing here, which doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. Nope. And uh, his brother's gonna be there. His hot ass wife is gonna be there. His hot ass mom, probably. Never probably. Seen her, I mean, she might. She might be. I'm just assuming that she is. But she's either hot as fuck or just beefy. Right. If you're a milf, just know we appreciate you. Here, up Everything in the about air. you. Yep. Um, on to other MILF news. Dalvin Cook was released by the Vikings. We'll do this again? <laughs> How's that MILF news? <laughs> uh, bitch-ass Dalvin Cook <laughs> was released by the bitch-ass Minnesota Vikings. That second part's very true. The Vikings are a bunch of bitch-asses. The Vi- They're Minnesota- looking to trade or cut Daniel Hunter, too. I don't be- all because Justin Jefferson is going to want a payday, and it's Wang, ruining uh, his uh, team. Uh. Which I love. I'm all for it. Well, yeah. But if they're trying to find the cat space you to know- both find... This was reported so here, on, by the way. Yeah. Let me finish. Yeah. This was reported on on Twitter, by the way. All of the Vikings' decisions are in lieu of attempting to find a franchise quarterback and eventually sign Justin Jefferson to the richest wide receiver contract in history. Which he deserves. Which he deserves. Um, but it's also, look at what's happened to his team. Can I make a counterpoint? Go ahead. Um, how does releasing your second best offensive player uh, help you find a franchise quarterback? It doesn't. Okay, so here's here's what I think. I think they believe they can get similar production out of Alexander Madison. Who has Which had, I don't necessarily disagree with. I don't with. disagree with, yeah. but wouldn't you rather have both of them? Yes, but if they're trying to save money, because Justin Jefferson is going to ask for a huge signing bonus along with that. It's not just going to be salary. There's going to be a lot of guaranteed money involved. Uh-huh. Guaranteed, and also guaranteed the, money, the, endorsements, We're going to talk about that. this. As a part of this, that the devaluation of the running back position. Right, we're gonna get there talking pretty quick. I just want devaluing. To, it's not devaluation. Devaluing of yeah. the running back position. Yeah, um, which I think is a part. I of guess it. we can get into it now. Yeah, Dalvin, I mean, that's just real quick before we do. Dalvin Cook has reported um, his like teams that have reported yeah. really big interest in him. There's the Chicago Bears. Dude, I, I don't ask you about that. I don't. I don't want him. Why? Because we don't. We don't need him. We have a pretty... Okay, counterpoint. We have cap space. 
Right, but and just because we have cap space, ish running back. just because we have cap space doesn't mean we should waste right, it. Right, but like we're going to talk about it because the running back position is devalued. But what if it's not like a long term deal, Nick? What if it's just like a year he's not going to accept a one or two year deal? How do you know? Because like you just said, he's a top five running back in the league. Yeah, so why would he accept a one or two year deal from a team that doesn't need him, even though they have cap space? Because what if that's all he's getting off? Because there is a team out there that, if you let me finish. Has money to get him for a two or three year deal. Are you getting sassy with me? I am getting sassy with you, Jacob Lake of Lick a Dick of Desiring. That is my name. (laughs) Um, The Patriots are are another one of those teams that have the money, have the need, and they released James Robinson today in lieu of probably Dalvin Cook joining D Hop. In the Patriots. Nick, or hear me out because I don't want to jump off a bridge when the Patriots get good again. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. The Bears just take one for the team and sign Delvin Cook. But we don't need And just him. keep him out of the AFC East because the only other two fucking teams that want him are the Dolphins and Bills because his brother plays for the Bills yep. and he's from South Florida and he played at Florida State yep. and he wants to go back to Miami and everyone wants to go to Miami. Right. Which I listened to an interview with Mike McDaniel, so I kind of understand he's a really fucking chill dude. Right. Well, it's different. I mean, everyone wants to go to Miami, even though Miami is kind of... Well, that's true, but like, no one ever wanted to play for the Dolphins in the last 10, 20 years. Well, right. Well, They haven't won a playoff make, game in 24 years. If you wanted to make money, you would go to Florida. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Or Texas. Yeah, that part does make sense. It's just, I, this is me lashing out. I don't want him to well, go to the AFC East, and the three most likely places he can go is everywhere but New York. Right. The Jets are finally fucking getting good, yeah. and now all the other teams around him are like, hey... We have to be better than you still. Right. We can't let you have anything. <laughs> Listen, Jake. All I'm saying is, if he was on the Bears, sure, that'd be cool. But we just don't need him. We have cap space, but we're going to need that for Justin Fields' contract. Resigning DJ like, Moore. what if you have the still, saying of, let still, Delvin cook? Cook? Let Delvin cook cook? Let Delvin, comma, cook. I, I still think let Delvin cook cook would... Be better. Sounds repetitive. It is. Okay. <laughs> I'm busting your balls. Oh. <laughs> no, Dalvin's going to reunite with his brother, James, in Buffalo. That would make me very sad. And D-Hop. No, the Bills don't have that type of money. But um, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this whole section that we're kind of alluding to. Potatoes. The running back in the NFL just does not equal what it used to. No. James Robinson was just released today. Ezekiel Elliott is still a free agent. Well, he also had the least amount of yards per touch of any qualified running back last year. Right, but there's also a shit ton of other very high-quality running backs that are sitting out there as free agents. I think might be part of the problem, Nick. It is. Is the amount of quality running backs that you see. uh, Come on, Nick. The running back market, the talent pool surrounding the position, coming out of college... Has just grown exponentially. I mean, look how, look how many good running backs just came out of the draft. Right. You're like looking down the list, and you're like, that was a really good The best back. player really in the NFC South is a running back, and he's a rookie this year. Yeah. Think about it. Arguably. Arguably, B. John Robinson is probably the best player in that division already, besides maybe Kyle Pitts. We'll see. Tristan Wirfs. We'll see what Tristan Wirfs. Devin White. Right. But, I mean, just. Brian Burns. As a football player. Per your position skill, I mean, I just I'm assuming that Bijan is just going to be a superstar. Oh, it's not. But it's, he's not going to get paid like one because an already bona fide, almost superstar. If he only didn't get injured so much, Saquon Barkley 
is sitting out for the Giants right now because they still haven't signed him. They had him on the franchise tag, yeah. but he's refusing to play unless he gets a long-term deal. He really likes the Giants. He likes the Mara, the Mara family. Um, he likes Which is rare. the whole organization. Everything there is just clicking for him. He really likes the coach, the GM. He grew up somewhere in that area. New Jersey. He went to school at Penn State. So it's all right there. Yeah. Right? His whole world is all in this northeastern corridor. Right? The Atlantic region. Right. And um, they haven't signed into a long-term deal because they, I mean, they got Daniel Jones for $40 million. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> and they chose to franchise tag their running back because the the position itself has devalued. You started to see the inklings of it starting last year. People need to start getting paid by their PFF grades. The biggest the biggest example of this was was the whole commentary surrounding the Dallas Cowboys this year because there's going to be commentary about the Dallas Cowboys. It's just going to happen. Tony Pollard had an insanely better year. And yep. the person he was sat underneath on the bench on on the death chart in Ezekiel Elliott. People were running two two running back tandem sets a lot more. You're seeing the return of the fullback. You're seeing the offense try, kind like. I mean, even I think it did. We might we might have talked about it at the beginning of the show, like all the way back and right before the Super Bowl ish. But, like, you see this all the time in the NFL especially, and you would know playing football for way longer than I did. You know, positions change, team philosophies change, what the offense does is usually in response to what the defense does. You see a lot more high-profile cornerbacks. You know, corner is probably the second hardest position coming out of college going into the NFL. And if you I, could, I could make an argument that cornerback is the hardest position to play in football with the way the, the rules are constructed. Besides quarterback, coming out of college, I mean, Jake. Oh, that's what the, I mean. the learning curve? Yeah. I'm talking about skill-wise. Skill-wise, corner, the position. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, they're just making defense incredibly difficult. Um, but, I mean, you see a lot more high-profile corners making big bucks, doing what they do, picking off the quarterback. And a lot of these wide receivers are starting to get hurt more. Look at Michael Thomas, OB, OBJ. <laughs> no, you no, have to you no, have to respect I, that 2018 season because no, no, no. it's just like it, I, I forget him. It's not that I don't respect Michael Thomas or how good he was. It's just I forget that he exists because he hasn't played in right. And you sign these wide receivers to these superstar deals, then they get locked down by these insanely talented corners. Yep. Offenses are going to change. You'll see a lot more motion in the backfield. Two running back tandem sets, two tight end sets with a running back. I think part of this is also how athletic quarterbacks are becoming. Right. Yeah. You don't need a quarterback to be a pocket passer anymore. No. Even though some can succeed as a pocket yeah. passer. The passing game's evolving to the point where first and ten it makes more sense to throw. Yes. And do a check down and hit the running back. And yep. the other thing we did kind of talk about this, I think, with the Chiefs and Sean all. Sean McVay said something along the lines of like if you can get like four yards, four or five yards in the first down, yeah. which is like what you're saying. Which is your goal, yeah. First down, you throw a check down or you throw a short pass to a running back or a tight end, you get those four or five yards on the first down. Yeah. Teams are going for it more on fourth down, which you know, if you're I don't it's, know. It, it's it's a thing that's being schemed now. You're always afraid of being incomplete, but quarterbacks become so talented. Right. And and it's become so mainstreamed from such a young age with these kids uh-huh. that it's second nature to them almost. Right. Um, it's just a uh, – I mean, hope, the running backs, uh, just, we've just seen in recent years you can find 
a solid running back for four to five years in the fourth round. Fourth and fifth round. Fourth and fifth round. Right. I, I mean, look at the Chiefs last year. Isaiah Pacheco and then Jarek McKinnon bounced all over the place. He caught like 10 touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just kind of... I he mean, fell he, was, off. he was injured, but yeah. he fell off. He sat on the bench. Right. Right. And he and was, you ride the hot hand. And uh, I mean, look at the Jets. Brees Hall goes down. Zonovan Knight runs for four or five yards a clip for four or five games. He gets injured. Then they they still have Michael Carter. They have they had four or five running backs last year. Yeah. Yep. who all came in and performed pretty well for the most part when they had competent quarterback play, mm-hmm. they could run the ball, and they were running the ball. Khalil Herbert yeah. led, didn't lead in run uh, run after contact, yeah. but he was up there statistically oh, he had a good year. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. How, much, how much yardage he gained after initial contact. And you saw the release of David Montgomery in response. Yeah. And now you, we bring in Deontay Foreman. And That's the thing. You can just you can recycle running backs. Right, right. They're they don't last as long as other positions. Especially if you're the Bears and your best runner isn't a running back. Fair. Yeah. Even though he's going to try not the Ravens. To run when's the last time? Yeah. Well, right. But like the when's the last time the Ravens had the same leading rusher year after year? They didn't. They don't. It's right. Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. It's been ever since he got drafted. Yep. But just Saquon airing his frustrations frustrations about the running back market. I think it might be falling on deaf ears because. GMs, owners, coaches, they just don't have a prevalence for, you know, high-profile running backs that, even in Saquon's case, he had a renaissance year last year. The Giants won a playoff game, but he's been, look at he's, his injury history, right? It's a trend at the position. It's a trend at all, pretty much all skill positions in football right now. They take more hits than any other offensive player by it. A wide, wide margin. Right, because you can actually hit them. I would say actually that they take more hits than anybody in football. Wide receivers are leading in non-contact injuries, but it's the it's the it's the running backs that are up there with the linemen that but, have because yeah. defenders are allowed to hit them. They're allowed Correct. to tackle them, and they're going to let out that frustration on the running backs. There's no time you can't hit a running back. Right. Really. Right. You can hit them below the knee. You can hit them anywhere you want in the open field. And you running can. backs are expected to do so they much. They have to stand in and take blitzing linebackers at full speed. They have to protect. They have to block. They have to protect the blitz. They have to be able to read. And they have to run own. into somebody twice their speed at full speed. Yep. Or twice their size. Twice at their full size speed. at full speed. Yep. And still, Every down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you see, that's why you saw the rise of two... Two running back tandem sets, or maybe even have three running backs in rotation. It's a rotation now, yeah. No it's, one's getting it. If you get more prime, than twenty carries in a game, it's in, it's insane. Yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, I mean Tony Pollard was the exception pretty much last year, but even he was only getting he, right. Exactly, he's getting fifteen carries a game. They might get him. If they th- that's the difference now is that running backs are only getting so many carries and they're getting X amount of touches, but right. it's in different creative ways that get them out in space, so they're not running up the middle into five hundred. Right. Or into five three hundred pound men. The only two that I could really think of that had their three really Saquon was one of them. Running backs that you know had a majority of their team's touches. Dalvin Cook, who is a free agent right now, and Josh Jacobs. Yep. They those are the only three. Derrick Henry when he's healthy. Derrick Henry when he's healthy. I mean, he's just like kind of a yeah, but statistical. He's also six three two. He is an outlier. Yeah, yeah, he's compared to other. He's the size position. of a tight end, running, right? Like running back. So yeah, running into a linebacker yeah. is a little bit different, especially with his training regimen. I follow his trainer on Instagram. Oh, Dude is fucking nuts. Yeah, he's a different, insane. Breed. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna keep an eye on this. All the running backs, or two, or two, or four. In our case, I don't wear glasses, bro. Neither do I. But we have four eyes oh. collectively. Math. You're you're so good at the Come math. Come on, Jake. Come on. Math is supposed to be your thing. Um, math. Meth is your thing? Yeah. 
Oh boy. Some real quick stuff right here as we begin the wrap up of our somewhat shorter episode. We're yep. 40, 40 minutes in or so. Um, but Josh Allen is a dog. I think we knew this, and it's sad for you to say, but you got to admit. I mean, no, I've at, always look, loved Josh Allen. Look at his month that he's had, right? Yeah. Bags Haley Steinfeld. We Correct. talked about that already. Shout out. Shout out her. Shout out Across the Spider-Verse, by the way. That movie yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Um, shout out Metro Boomin for his soundtrack that he released yeah. with that movie, too. Um, so let's see. Bagged her. Um, On God. Had rumors come out that maybe he was the Madden cover athlete. Confirmed. And then then all of a sudden 24. it was confirmed that yeah. he would be the cover athlete. Which, by the way, the Madden 24. I think it's the coolest Madden cover I've ever seen. It's pretty it's just cool. Sitting on the top of the wall, screaming. Yeah. Surrounded by Bills Mafia. Yeah. Um, EA photoshopped out some of his face masks. Yeah, we were just talking about funny. that. Yeah. We were talking about that off air real quick. So you can see his actual face. So you can see his actual face, right? Um, what a beautiful but man. Jake has some numbers here. Jake, I mean, Jake and I both have enjoyed Madden in the past. Yeah. Jake has more time for it than I do. Yeah. He has more enjoyment in Madden than I do. Um, uh, yeah, you, Nick loves video games. Madden is my thing. Right. Um, so most people know, you know, growing up our age, you you use Michael Vick in Madden. He's kind of a cheat code. His speed is yep. throw. He wasn't necessarily accurate, but he was so fast. You get yep. away from everybody. So Josh Allen has around 90 speed in Madden mm-hmm. and 99 throw power, which basically makes him a freak of a human, which he is. He is. Um, so he was the most used player in Madden last year. Okay. They had so they, they apparently EA keeps track of all of the stats for across all modes over all Madden. Okay. I was going to ask if it was all modes or all if it's modes just like okay all modes franchise so like anyone using his cards play now anyone his doing cards, play now anything all it says across all modes franchise it's a presentation right. the okay. company used yeah the company used um he had one hundred sixty eight point seven million passing touchdowns goddamn. 12.9 million rushing touchdowns. Goddamn. 19.5 billion with a B. What? Passing yards and 1 billion with a B rushing yards. What? Yeah. So, I mean, he was the most used. I think that's a part of it. Um, I think he's one of the most popular players in the NFL. His jersey's been top selling ever since um, that first playoff yeah. win that he had. Yeah, ever since he started playing like a normal person. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't say he's normal. He's I mean, Buffalo's always loved him, but it yeah. wasn't until that first No, he's, I mean, 20, he's made. He's made 2019. When they lost the Jack, no, that was no, that was twenty uh, da, 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 seven, six, eighteen. He was drafted in twenty eighteen, but the year after is when he like kind of started to kick it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 2020. 2020 is when it really started to pop off. Did for they Josh play the Allen. Texans or something like that? Yes. And yeah. Then he lost in the Texans game. Yeah. But that's the but that is when his popularity really. Yeah, yeah. Was. They lost the Texans game. Um, he did that weird like fumble. Back the last yeah. playoff game that the Texans won with Deshaun Watson, yeah. and then they they also lost by a bunch of the Chiefs. You, um, have, you have the history there. Yeah. But. So the this is just a weird side note about Madden. Um, the the franchise mode is revamped a little bit. They're making it a little more um, realistic. They're bringing back the mini games, which is something Madden 06 is something I played religiously as a kid yeah. for several years. Yep. That was one of the coolest things about it is you go in and play the mini game, mini games you used to doing this and that, how to read holes. Different than the gauntlet, though. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's not the no, yeah, it's not the gauntlet. It's different. Right. They're, different. they're individual mini games. For those of you that are still young that don't remember, yeah, the gauntlet, the gauntlet's completely different. It's just they throw random ones at you. This one, you maybe it's gonna be like the gauntlet, but either way, all it says is that mini games are back, and you can use them in training, weekly training in your franchise. Yeah. yeah. And then they're also going to create contract restructuring to make it more realistic, and then they're they're doubling the amount of uh, trade slots for trading while in franchise. So it's just a cool. Nice. That's what I use it for. Being an NFL GM would be my favorite job in the world. Uh huh. This makes me feel like I'm an NFL GM. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that's just a random little thing. Yeah. Um, and then before we end the show, Nick, just some cleanup on stuff we should have talked about last week. Uh, namely, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Shannon Sharp left undisputed with Skip. Skip. Skip Bayless on FS1. Um, Skip. Uh, this was kind of in the brewing for a while, ever since those two had their yeah. their blow-up on national television. They've had several. I was I was watching clips about it over the last... Like, when this was coming out, there were, people were putting clips online. Right. I wasn't the sure. The whole Tom Brady thing? There was one before with Tom Brady, but then when Shannon had his altercation with the entire uh, Memphis Grizzlies team, Skip kind of didn't defend his co-star. Um, it, sounds like Skip. It, it's been a pretty tumultuous relationship for them. The Tom Brady much, thing was really pretty bad. Much, pretty much the past year or so. Yeah, the Tom Brady thing got real bad. Skip yeah. basically was just like, you're jealous you're not Tom Brady. And Shannon Sharp's like, what do you mean? I'm in the Hall of Fame. Right. Skip. Right. Like, yeah. So it's personally attacking them because they didn't, because they disagreed on something. Um, um, not that Shannon's 100% innocent in things because he, he he would go after Skip he, quite a bit, but it's just a... He, he made his fair share of... Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I don't want to say mistakes because it's he's personable. That's yeah. what I really like about him. Yeah. But um, you know, going on air in the morning, um, drunk off Hennessy with a goat head on your head <laughs> makes for great memes. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not the uh, the gamer picture I have for my Xbox. <laughs> Wearing the goat James jersey, Lego James, Lego James. <laughs> um, it's great for memes, and it's yeah, great for he's people. He's got a black are, and mild hanging out of his mouth, right? <laughs> great for people our age to appreciate, yeah. and like you said, it's your Xbox profile picture. Yeah. Um, I still find humor in it, but there were a lot of people that were put off by it because they didn't find it professional, and that could be some personal biases that they might have, or some. Um, media standards that some yeah, old-fashioned people might yeah, live media by. Yeah, media's starting to go away from that and becoming more personable and like that because of all the, the yes. platforms you can have. And I think Shannon was kind of one of the people that kind of led that transition. You I see, think it helps because it of on, how successful he was as a player. You see it now on ESPN, even though they're having their own issues with revenue and money. And even Did though you see Neil Everett left SportsCenter? Yeah. That, that made me feel old and it made me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the 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 parody and pay yeah. for people at ESPN, and I guess we can kind of talk about that too, real quick with Shannon, and because we're going to get into another ESPN employee here to end the show. Um, but Shannon now has the opportunity to do whatever he wants, right? He can start his own show. Yeah, he, he pulled Club Shay Shay from Fox Sports. Yep. Also, he can keep running with Club Shay Shay. He can people. make he can make that his own thing. A network can pick that up and make it his own show. Uh, whatever. I also believe that he'd be capable. of Running himself, a la Pat McAfee, which I th- actually Pat McAfee's going on. Pat McAfee is now an ESPN employee. Yeah, which which in- kind of makes sense because he was already working for College Game Day. Right. Yeah, but that was different. Yeah. I mean, he started off at Barstool. Yeah, it's a whole different. Then thing, made yeah. his then made his own thing, and then he got brought in because um, of his time with West Virginia yep. and how prolific he has been in growing his own brand. Yeah. Um, he joined College Day- Game Day last season, and then he officially became an ESPN. Cast, yeah, Pat McAfee show cast member. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, yeah. right? It joined the ESPN show list. Yeah. Um, Max Kellerman is on his way out. Thank at God. ESPN, and you know, you could say, "Oh my God," and it's fine. Um, I like Max. I think he's talented. Obviously, Pat is going to bring in a lot more viewership, and he's going to get paid a lot more. I That's think, the thing. Yeah. Stephen A. reportedly making ten million a year. Pat McAfee making right around there. What What um, ESPN is attempting to do. They're buying personalities mm-hmm. while also shooing out their own homegrown talent. Yeah. And you saw it with, you're seeing it with Max Kellerman. Um, there are some people who left to go to work at Fox due to political reasons. Um, 
I don't want to get into that because whatever you want to support is fine. I watch any network because I like a varying degree of opinions. I only um, like my opinion. <laughs> um, Stephen A went on his own podcast uh, talk show. No mercy. No mercy. Yeah, it's a podcast. And he was like, "Listen, if both, if Shannon, like, I respect Shannon." I really do. And if he wants to come on first take, that's fine. But he's not going to push out, you know, people that I want to have on there just so he can fill a roster spot. It's not going to be like that. It wasn't like how it was when Skip left. Yeah. They brought in Max. It's not going to be like that. No. Steve, Stephen A. First, first take is Stephen A's. Yeah. And technically. It's the most watched show on ESPN. That's what, right. That's what brings on their most viewership besides Monday Night Football and even more so than sports. Yeah. It's their, it's their most watched daily programming. Um, you know, people people are leaving ESPN because they don't have the money to pay them. But here they are paying Stephen A. and Pat McAfee ten million dollars a year each. Who knows where Shannon's going to go? He's going to make a pretty penny. He doesn't need to, but he's going to. Yeah. You know, it's just how it's how this media business runs. It's how it goes. Um, and wherever Shannon does go, he's going to bring an incredi- incredibly talented person to wherever he chooses to work. Oh, I can see him just doing Club Shay Shay. On his own. Yeah. Right. And he's going to bring in his own viewers. He's going to build his own community. Um, He's probably going to take a lot of viewers from Undisputed. Good chunk of them. I I can't imagine people watch Skip Bayless for his opinions as much as just to, like, hate on him. Right. I've never met a person who's like, you know what, I agree with what Skip says. No. Like, when Skip was talking about after Damar Hamlin... It got kind of dicey because yeah. his wording, what he what he was trying to say made sense, but his wording was just awful he needs to at retire. the time. He's he should go. Do you know how old he is? Yeah, he's like seventy eight. He's seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah, I thought he was older. No, fuck. Goddamn. Yeah, I'd be retired at seventy one. Yeah, he was born in what the early fifties, late forties, early fifties, mid fifties, mid fifties. Oh, early 50s, yeah. yeah. 52. 52. Yeah. yeah. Look at you, math wizard. Korea, baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> Korea, baby. Shout out your grandfather. Shut up. Word. Um, yeah. Um, real quick, ending on Stephen A, because I like him. A lot of people like him. We're, we were kind of talking about how, you know, when you make that much money and you're that employee, you're, Stephen A is that guy for ESPN. Even though they're bringing in Pat McAfee right now, um, Stephen A will be that guy until he, until he retires. 100 emoji. Even though ESPN's programming as of late has kind of suffered in comparison, I still think TNT is probably the premier. When it comes to broadcasting games. Basketball, yeah. Basketball and hockey. Hockey now, yeah. Especially. Um, did you see what they did to Paul Bissonnet? It was filthy. Yes. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> this was a few weeks ago, but for those of you that didn't see it, because I think this was during our hiatus, they showed the total career points of all the the players on the on the desk at TNT, and it's Wayne Gretzky, you know, most points ever. Who was the? There's another player on there that I don't. The, their name escapes me, but they had several hundred points, if not a thousand. Lemon, uh, was it Lemonaw? No, I don't know his name. I I kind of. It was a again not a big puck boy. Right. Um. Then, then there's also Paul Bissonnette, mm-hmm. um, and oh, who's the goalie? He played for the Rangers forever. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. What is his name? Yeah, that guy, that one. We can't, I don't, it's killing me that God I can't remember. God damn it, he has yeah. the greatest head of hair yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
We're gonna we're gonna Okay, anyways, that goalie whose name Nick will find here in a second. Henrik Lundqvist. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I was like, this is pissing me off. Oh he my was god. so good for so long. Yes. So Henrik Lundqvist is also on the, the desk. And then it shows points, career points, Hendrik Lundqvist, 27, Paul Bissonette, 22. Paul Bissonette played a f- played forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's just like a funny... <laughs> it's, so that just that shows you the type of humor that TNT brings to the TNT yeah. just has a higher prevalence on... Shout-out to Turner. I'm sorry they own the Braves. I know. But shout-out to Turner. Shout-out to Turner. I hate the team that they own, but still. Um, the quality that they have for their programming is... Bar is par to none. Yeah. Um, ESPN should be that. Well, and that might be what they're attempting to do. Nick is is get younger, more exuberant talent, I guess. Because I mean, TNT isn't necessarily younger, but I mean, they brought in Paul Bissnet because of the, right. the personality. Look that he at is. the look at the uh, NBA Tonight crew for TNT. You know, Ernie, Chuck, Shaq, and Kenny, uh, Smith. Kenny Smith. Compared to whatever ESPN is doing with Mike Greenberg. Talking out of his ass Listen, every night. Mike Greenberg is the least personable person, I think. That Mike Greenberg, Michael Wilbon, who actually knows what he's talking about, like and then Michael you have Wilbon. you have Jalen Jalen Rose, who doesn't say anything. I really don't like. I, and then Stephen A. Who, I don't mind Jalen Rose as a person, but I don't think he ever like. I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't, don't think he's great at talking on TV. No, that's and it. ESPN hires a lot of former players. In positions where they might I think want Kendrick to look Perkins outside. is also not great at talking Kendrick to TV. Perkins should not on, have a job. He's on it, Get Up every day. He's on Get Up every day. He's also um, NBA their NBA Today show. Um, he's 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 not good. He I'm sorry. Mike My Lee, opinion. Yeah, no, no no diss to you, Kendrick Perkins. Actually, no big perk. Respect you, big perk for your career. No respect. You're terrible at what you do. Um, All I'm, disrespect, sir. I'm not that mean. But um, I just Nick, I'm just I'm trying to get clicks for the show. Fuck you, Jake. I'm gonna tag him tomorrow. Okay. It's like I'm coming do at it. your neck, big perk. I'm coming at your neck, big perk, and I'll have to get on a ladder to do so. <laughs> yeah, a but, full ladder. Um, speaking of Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. talked about porn the other day. No, that, yeah, that's a great, perfect segue. <laughs> no, well, it's all Zion's the sh- fault, really. To end the show, we want to talk about the whole porn. Zion. Oh, Zion. Uh, Mariah Mills? We wanted to talk about Zion. Oh. Oh, for the record, she's not a porn star anymore. She's been porn in years. No, she has not she been in the she has not been in the porn industry um in years. And just to preface, um Jake and I we are explicit every week, right? There's an expectation of uh, of this show, you know, if you're I'm rated G. You know, PG thirteen or sometimes rated our topics. Always are. Um if you don't if you're somehow out there, we don't know who's listening, but if you're somehow out there not old enough Aliens, to, if you hear this. To understand the topic that we're about to talk about, leave. Um, or learn. No. Oh. No. Legal reasons. Leave. 18 plus. 18 oh, yeah. plus yeah. talking points right yeah, here. Yeah, leave. Um, anyway, Zion Williamson, you know him. You probably don't love him. Uh, what if I do? Drafted number one in the 2019 um, M- NBA draft. He's been trending this past week. Yep. Regarding his relationship with a former porn industry actress, Mariah Mills. And it's basically coming after the fact that his current girlfriend, who's pregnant, 
released their you know Revealed. pregnancy announcement on Instagram, and then Mariah Mills was just like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" because he's fucking me on the daily. I think her exact words were, <laughs> "Fuck you, you fat fuck." <laughs> I let you fuck me all in all positions all over the place as much as you wanted to help you get back into shape. Uh huh. Those are her exact words. I'm pretty sure, like verbatim. She went off. She's on posted Twitter? pictures of him like butt ass naked in bed with his fat gut hanging out. Which yep. like I have a fat gut. No diss, I was. Respect to you, fat king. But she's like, you're putting fucking coke bottles all over the room. You fat fuck. And she posted actual receipts of him sending money to her to fuck her. All of this right after, and then his current girlfriend, who, bless her soul, doesn't deserve to be go through any of this. She's like, I'm going to let the truth come out on its own merit, or something like that. And Mariah Mills like, she, oh, you want she, that? She believed in Zion till the very end, and then Mariah just took a fucking nuke right to her dreams. And started, started going off, like you said, showing pictures of Zion butt-ass naked on Twitter. Oh, she, showing she actual, didn't hold showing, shit back, bro. And of course, Stephen A. has to talk about this a week after talking about titty milk My with Josh Hart. My brother, <laughs> Stephen A. <laughs> can't catch a break. My brother. My brother. Titty milk, breast milk. And now he's talking about porn with Mariah Mills and Zion Williamson, who's supposed to be this next like great oh, coming. She, she also came out as like your his girlfriend's making him smoke weed and stop playing basketball. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and given how everything else was going in this whole conversation, you'd have to have there's Her some basis a- of fact. Akima. Right. Akima of making Zion smoke weed, forcing him to stay away from gym and basketball. You lay up with a hood rat instead of being in the gym, getting back into shape. You trap you need to be focused on basketball. (laughs) She's the one that got you smoking trees. That's in quotes. I told you I'll smoke. Is that why you... You, why you got the bitch pregnant? Because I don't 420? <laughs> this is all... These it's are a, all quotes. This is a tweet. It's an exact tweet. From Mariah Mills. Slay Queen. <laughs> this is awesome. Reading through all of this stuff this Oh, she also, weekend, she also said, before she deletes this video for Instagram, that's her blowing trees in Zion's condo right now. I know, because I've been there. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my she also God. used the wrong there. She used it in a possessive manner. But that's that's not the point. That's not the point. None of that matters, because Stephen A is talking about porn stars and titty milk. <laughs> for $10 million a year. My brother. <laughs> my brother. Zion's breast milk. <laughs> Zion breast milk. Zion is supposed to be the second coming of Jesus Christ in the NBA, right? It's, you know what I heard rumblings of from Shams today? What's that? That the Pelicans are going to push hard to trade up for the second or third pick in hopes of getting scoot, so they could replace him with, I don't with know. Zion. I don't know. Oh, man, I just that whole 2019 class, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode. This is amazing. Um, Zion Williamson uh, dealing with. You know, fucking porn stars and then getting blasted for it on Twitter when his uh, 420 girlfriend gets pregnant. Uh, RJ Barrett underperforming, as always, for the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. Um, it was it was John Morant. I think it was like running, getting oh, being the jo- first player Justin, out of the league. Justin sent me a, a meme or something. It was just like it was a picture of Zion, then Ja, then RJ Barrett, and it was just like back shots, gunshots, bad shots. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a ricochet that's unnecessary for RJ Barrett, right? And if you were around when Zion was in college, the hype for this man was unreal. Even in high school, you know when people were deciding. 
or trying to pick like where he would decide to go to school. Yeah. When he picked Duke, R.J. Barrett was already at Duke or something. Or he already. He was, they went to school together. I know, but like, did they? I th- I think R.J. You're saying did he commit before? Right. Yeah, I think so. Cam I Reddish so. too. They were the top okay. three. Career. Yeah, all three of them were there at the same R- time. It was R- yeah. Yeah, it was RJ Zion. Hype was real. New, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans front office went berserk when they won the lottery that year because they were like, "Oh my God, we're getting Zion!" And what has he done? He's gotten fat, he's gotten injured, and he's gotten a girl pregnant, and then he f- he's fucking porn stars, drinking coke. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, right. To he be honest with you, he's every twenty. He's living every twenty-two year old dream. Right. He's only twenty-two, and. Whatever life decisions you think you made, imagine you are a multimillionaire and one of your favorite porn stars growing up was like, hey, you're rich and I want you. Right? Yeah, she definitely didn't come out and say she's going to be on the sidelines at every Pelicans game watching right. this year. <laughs> this is some crazy shit. <laughs> and because of all of this, you get poor Stephen A., Bless his, bless him. <laughs> Did you also see that he hasn't commented, but he just donated a shit ton of money to Louisiana school in the middle of this? No. <laughs> what? Wait. However, in between the tweets and allegations surfacing, Williamson helped donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to Louisiana school program. Like a public school? Like yeah, a he high donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to help uniform costs for children who attend new schools because of recent consolidations. God damn! That so, might be the last two hundred fifty dollars he ever spends. $250,000. Thou shalt not be in basketball anymore, Zion Williamson. Thou shalt not be getting any for more. Thou shalt not be clapping cheeks of Mariah Mills. Only Akima. Only Akima. Congrats on the baby, though. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to you. Do you know Zion was born in the year 2000? Uh-huh. We're both older than Zion. I mean, you have a kid. I do. He's going to have a kid. Yeah. You said it yourself. You have a little gut. He's got a gut. I'm left-handed sometimes. You're left-handed sometimes. I can dunk chicken nuggets. You you commit you you you're just like Zion Williamson. My le- my name is four letters. J- yeah. Yeah. You're, I once dunked on an 8-year-old. You are Zion Williamson. Mm. Wow. That's a great way to end the show. I'm such, I'm so Zion. We kind of went off the rails there at the end of this episode. And I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think you all enjoyed that. That's the only um, thing I love more. Uh, you're not par with sports in this world is porn, so it's okay. Okay. Well, on that <laughs> note, um, we tried to keep this at 40 minutes. We are over an hour now. <laughs> that comment. Shout out, shout out to all my breast milk. <laughs> Wait, did not word that correctly. <laughs> Shout out to all of my breast milk. What? I meant the... (laughs) Shout out to all of the breast milk? Keeping the episodes long. Keeping the babies fed. (laughs) Keeping Zion fed. (laughs) That's why he's got all that baby fat still. He's fat enough, he can probably make his own. He's he's got all that baby fat still. That's why I came back. Yeah. Too much... Stripper breast milk. <laughs> Too much stripper best breast milk. Oh my god, what a way to end an episode. Okay, well, we're going to be back next week talking about... Josh Hart played New Orleans. You think he was asking for Zion? <laughs> I'm trying to move on. That was his tweet. He's like, asking for a friend. Was his friend Zion Williamson? <laughs> Looking for breast milk? Breast lumps. Maybe. You never I need, know. I need Stephen A. to get to the bottom of my this. Brother. <laughs> my brother. Breast milk? Breast milk? 
We'll discuss this week. <laughs> no mercy. I'm going to discuss this. This week on the Up in the Air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week on Up in the Air, um, we're going to finish up. Juneteenth. Talk- it'll be Juneteenth. It'll be Juneteenth. So our Juneteenth special. It'll be our It'll be our Father's Day Father's Day Juneteenth extravaganza here Coming up in up the summer air. Summer solstice. Yes. Yeah. Our summer solstice Juneteenth Father's Day extravaganza at Up in the Air. Fourth episode of season two. We're going to talk about the ending to both the Stanley Cup final and the NBA finals. <laughs> Some more. Uh, we're going to finally get talking back about the MLB because we've kind of pushed that. It doesn't back matter. Down. All of the good players in the IL, and that's all you need to know. All of the good players on the IL. New York the Yankees team, make me hate my life. New York team suck ass. Yep. Uh, there's really nothing else to talk about. We're going to talk about it next Francisco week. Francisco Lindor can't stop hitting below 230. And uh, he's still somehow second in all-star voting. Well, yeah. Name. I know. And I, I, I voted, that's the most delicious candy in the world. I voted for him, but it's still whatever. Um, it's still biased. It's all right. It's all right. Ozzy Albies is probably going to be there. Anyway, um, thank you all for joining us on this week's episode. We're sorry if we uh, went a little too far in some places. But, uh, again, I'm not really sorry. You're listening to us. I'm not sorry at all. There you go. Right. Right. F- fuck you, Kendrick Perkins. Fuck your apologies. <laughs> fuck you, K-Perk. Uh, I'm going to get a stepladder and uh, 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 come at you, big boy. Drink your breast milk, children. <laughs> see you all S- next week. Stay hydrated. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you all on the next episode of Up in the Air. I am Nick. I am Jake. Bye. Hasta la pasta. <laughs>